The Arizona Coyotes take a 5-1 loss to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, quite a bit at the hands of the man himself, Connor McDavid. Uh, we'll break all that down on today's episode, and we'll grieve a little bit together as the Arizona Coyotes take a, yet another loss. All on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio. Carl Pavlik um, is right beside me. I'm actually right here um, live from Gila River Arena doing this post-game show. Carl Pavlik, you were at the game. You are now back home. Uh, yes. Uh, let's let, let's let's let, let's go and just dive straight into this game. It was not a pretty one. <laughs> this is the first Coyotes game of the season, uh, and it's still early, so I'm sure I'll say this again. Uh, this is the first trash fire of the year. Just an absolute garbage game. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than the blowout losses to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets and St. Louis Blues. This is probably the worst game the Coyotes have played so far. Absolutely. It was just a overall bad game. Um, they just weren't there defensively. They had no answer to Connor McDavid. I mean, uh, yes, Connor McDavid is like a live cheat goat. He is one of the best players in in the game, but still, like, ugh, man. Well, not even like defensively, because that was definitely a problem, but offensively as well. The Coyotes could not find their footing. They could not score against a backup goaltender with a extremely weak uh, Edmonton off- or defense. Like, I do not know how, like, it got to the point where they're, like, just were not able to score. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, because they, they, they had so many opportunities. I'm actually going to try to see if I can bring up the um, natural stat trick page. Um, and I mean, yes, the Oilers had more had had a higher Corsi, but uh, looking at it, scoring chances, they were seventeen. Yeah, seventeen scoring chances. Uh, I mean, what were the shots on goal? Like, it, it felt like the Coyotes were leading shots on goal for like most of the game. Uh, the Coy- it was let's see, shots for it was twenty three twenty four in favor of the Oilers, but. Um, that they were they were pretty neck and neck. It was eight and eight eleven after the first period in favor of Arizona. Um, yeah. So yes, the Coyotes had more opportunities, um, and it seemed that way. They just couldn't capitalize. And um, and I got I mean I do kind of have to give a little bit of credit to Miko Koskinen. He had a pretty decent game, but uh, I mean you got to do better than that. Yeah, I mean, and like Koskinen, like he he played really well, uh, I will say, but he was also leaving the crease a lot. He was like wandering quite a bit. Like that's the kind of goalie that the Coyotes should have taken advantage of, but they absolutely did not. The, like the offense completely fell apart this game. And again, this is not like an elite team. This is the Edmonton Oilers. They are extremely weak on defense. The Coyotes could have countered like whatever they were doing but they didn't they just kind of like 
weren't able to produce and it was extremely frustrating in the stands uh i can only imagine like how frustrating it was for the guys on the ice but it was just a bad game and like the first really i would say bad game of the season like again more so than any other game more so than the blowouts this was just a a game that the coyotes could have won that they should have done like decently with and they just didn't do anything they didn't do anything and that's the that has the, that's the part that sucks the most because uh I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to think of you know pieces that i liked and there's a few that i want to mention I'll, I'll mention later in the episode um and i'll actually mention a player but i won't mention his good part until later um and i'll, and I'll say this so that first goal for edmonton um that was like zach hyman just walked through Dyson Mayo, and you can tell. Yeah, you can tell that it was Dyson Mayo's first NHL game. You know, a kid from the AHL coming up, like you know, not entirely there, but like, oh man, you, you, you gotta get back. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like completely out of nowhere. I remember, like, I didn't have the best angle from it just because of the seats I was in. Um, like, there was definitely some issues with that, but like, it was it was a bad goal to give up. But like, it was late in the first. It's something that the team could have recovered from, and they just failed to do that. They just kind of like, I don't know. They they couldn't mount a, a response at all in this game. They, they 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 could not at, at all. I mean they, I mean I think at one point you know they got Kyrie's did get one goal and that was like you know early in the third period. But you know I, I think at that point it was too late. I think they already started to feel a little a little down. Yeah, I mean I I will say this. Um, I had to uh, leave between the second and third to to make sure that we we're recording this on time to make sure that the recap is done. But I was not the only one leaving. Like, fans had already left. I, 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 I sometimes feel like if the team could have left, they would have. Uh, very rarely do I experience that where it's just like, uh, they're not giving up, but they've, they've accepted that this is going to be a defeat. And I feel like that was the case with this one. Like, Early in the third, sure, that's great. Like you're getting the goal, Desmeo getting his first of his career. That should be a moment of celebration. But like when you're already down, like, like th- there was just no coming back. And I, I felt like that was kind of like everyone knew that. Yeah, at that at that point, everyone knew that, especially when. Um when special teams was not all there either. Special teams was really bad. Um, you had no, um, you had generated barely any changes on the power play and your penalty kill, let's be honest, was actually just a, a, atrocious. Yeah. Which, uh, again, like, if, if this is an Edmonton team. They're playing their backup goaltender. They're playing, like, they have a bad defense. Like the power play should be able to do something, but they could not. They couldn't, and again, that's that, and that's the main. That's one of the main reasons why they lost. Um, yeah. Again, five one is not good. I think you both, you and I, had this a much closer game. Like I even said, I, I even said, uh, take the points, take the points. Arizona will um, can can handle it. 
um, especially because this team should be hungry. They, they know what's coming ahead of them, too. They know tough part of schedule is coming ahead of them, and we'll also talk about that later in, the, in, later in, the, in this episode. But, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing I will say is, like, potentially this was an issue where the Edmonton Oilers, like, were rallying around a backup goaltender. We do see that sometimes, like, uh, across all sports. Like, you see that sometimes with, like, that quarterback in football. But, like, this should have been, like, the Coyotes game. They should have been the ones who had all of the energy. They did not. They just kind of faltered. And it was really unfortunate to watch. It was really unfortunate to watch. Um, we'll, 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 con- we'll continue to uh, break this, break all this game down. Um, we will, uh, let, let, we'll dive more into maybe some of the good things if we can take much out of it. Um, and then, uh, you know, just go from there. Maybe take a look ahead also later in the episode. We'll get to all that in just a sec. But first, I want to let you guys know that today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know all the flavors, you are missing out. From coconut to mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, German chocolate, and more. Um, one of my favorites out there is the um, you know churro puff. Uh, there's another puff flavor that just came out, Paranormal Pumpkin, also really, really good. And I invite you guys to try it yourself. Go to Built.com, and if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so let's try to now take some of the good stuff out of this game, if we can. Um, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and point to the the easy thing here and that is you know Dyson Mayo the kid getting his first career NHL goal in his first game his NHL debut uh, we talked about him being you know the liability defensively in that first period but you know what I, he kind of made up for it for that goal um, in a little bit you know because everyone loves to see a kid in their first in, in their debut game get a goal yeah um, Victor Sosom Shrat that's tough to say. Victor Soderstrom sat for his first game this season. Uh, so Dyson Mayo got the, the start. Uh, he had that kind of defensive lapse. He looked a little bit green. Uh, but getting his first goal in his first game, that's really impressive. Uh, hopefully we can see a little bit more of him this season um, and the next coming season. Like I thought he did really well. It was a pretty nice goal, too. In the slot top shelf. Um, you know, you, I mean, for for uh, for an AHL kid, you love to see stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I know we have like specifically pull, like pulled his name uh, as the defensive liability in the first period. Uh, I do not feel like he that is indicative of him being the responsible party for this no, loss. No, no, not at all. Uh, I just want to make sure because uh, I often, like when I'm writing, I think about that where it's like, I'm talking about this person specifically. Uh, I hope people don't think that it's his fault because that's usually not the case. Usually it's a full team effort. And I would say that was the, the issue with this game. I mean, you can point to the uh, the two on, the, the two on one easy breakout that, 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 that sparked their second goal um, or any of the players that involved Connor McDavid 
Um, yeah. Like, especially on the power play, like with a goal in like eight seconds. Like, there were so many other problems for the Coyotes defensively that you can, yeah, you definitely don't fault Dyson Mayo for that. Yeah. And I mean, again, this was a 5 1 loss. Like, offensively, the team did nothing. Like, especially against a team that we talked about in the preview for this game. Like, they're weak defensively, they're weak on goaltending. This should have been like a situation where if you can gain control of the offensive zone, you could make something happen. Just keep applying the pressure. But they did not do that. They did not. And I think that's one, um, you know, again, one of the main reasons why they lost. It was, uh, I'm just kind of going going through some of my notes here. And it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's, yeah. There was plenty of moments where I thought that the Coyotes, like, could have scored, like, and it, it may be, like, a little bit of bad puck luck, too, because that's that's the thing that we see in hockey, where, like, you know, if the puck had gone, like, just a half an inch one way or the other, like, it could have been a goal, and that could have changed the entire moment of the game. It just didn't happen, and when you're not getting that puck luck, you need to, make, like, work twice as hard. You need to, like, force it to happen, and this is not a team that is able to do that uh, right now, and I doubt they will be able to do that throughout the season, but, like, this was just the worst-case scenario of a bad team with bad luck just having a bad game. That's sad to see that if, if, if we could take any any other positives out of this. It's really hard out of a loss like this. Um, how, how do you think the Bishmoko did? I think he he played as best as he could for the situation he was put in. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I mean, am I going to say he had a, you know, um, am I, I going to say he stood out? Absolutely not. He had, he, he had a hard game. He had a tough game. I'm not yeah. going to lie. But I'm looking, um, trying to look at the, some of the stats here. Uh, like, let's see. Yeah. Ooh, getting dark here. Uh, yeah, I mean. So, like, one of the things that we're, we're, I was talking about with Carter Hutton is that he, he needs to sometimes make saves that you do not expect a goaltender to make. Um, and I feel like Vejmelka today didn't make those saves as well, but he stood well enough. Like, this this was a game where he would have need to, like, really stood on his head to, like, have a chance for the Coyotes to win. He got no support in front of him, which no. again, has been an issue with this team. Like, we're early on. This is our fourth game, but there's been a consistent issue with the team like, not showing up for the goaltender. See, and... want to know, know what I think the huge issue is? Sure. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, point, I'll, I'll point it out to you. It's, uh, I think it's, this is definitely a personnel issue. Look at, look at these defensive pairs. Tell me what's wrong with this. Uh... Dyson Mayo, I mean, again, we talked about him multiple times. But on the second pair? Yeah. Like, the second pair D-man. I mean, yes. Although, I will say this, because uh, I do think that's a phenomenal point. But um, I, uh, earlier this week, um, what would be yesterday from when we're recording, I was talking with the guys from Copper and Blue, the Espionation site for the Edmonton Oilers, they asked why Clayton Keller was on the third line for the previous game. He was on the first line today 
Um, and exactly, like like pairings and lines, they just do not mean anything for the Coyotes, really. Uh, and you know, maybe they do at training camp, or maybe they do like in practice, but like for like fans or like people trying to evaluate it, like there's no telling what like a second pairing defenseman means for the Coyotes. There's no telling what a third line means for the Coyotes. It's all kind of a amorphous blob. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I think de- I, th- I think the defensive pairs mean a little bit more than the offense. Like offensive lines are, that's more of a blob. Um, sure. Defensive pairs actually mean something. I think, I mean, especially because there's, I mean, you you can do a lot with the defense and where they go, and obviously it doesn't make a difference of time with time played. Especially if you look at Jacob Chikrin being that number one guy. Like, sure. But even then, you know, Chikrin has also been struggling too. Like, I don't think do, I don't think they've been offering getting Chikrin enough opportunities as he as he'd like. Yeah. No, I I think Chikrin is used to playing like a little bit more of a sheltered role. Like with Oliver Eckman Larson on the team, like uh I don't think Tockett liked him. I don't think he liked his play style, but he would still like put him at the top minutes. Like even when he was underperforming, like you would put Oliver Eckman Larson on the ice with Connor McDavid and it would like not necessarily like be an effective counter for McDavid because he's one of the best players in the league, but it like is somewhat decent. And then that gave Chikrin like the opportunity to get like a little bit better, like sheltered minutes, like second pairing defenseman, like getting those opportunities. He's not getting those right now. I I think it's going to like frustrate him as he adjusts to like the, the role that the team needs him to play um, as the top guy. Because he is the top guy on this team. Um, and I also think that this is a great example of why we, or the team, didn't make him captain this year. Because that's like just would be an extra thing to throw on a guy who's already like maybe struggling a little bit out of the, out of the gate to like adjust to like top pairing duties. Exactly, exactly. I mean, those are, I mean, as you know, a lot of things that we can take out of this game. Um, for those who want to know a little bit more on the other side, Connor McDavid obviously had two goals. Uh, I just look at I just looked at his stats. Two hundred now on the season for him. I'm oh, not in the season on the career for him. Like uh, I was gonna say, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot for the season. Two hundred for two hundred for his career. Uh, I mean, again, are we surprised? This guy's like a walk-in cheat code. Um, yeah, he was like, like his presence was felt tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Nugent Hopkins looks like he had three points, um, all assists, which good night for him as well. Um, Two goals for Zach def- Hyman. Like, yeah, I mean, if Zach Hyman scoring two goals, that's uh, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, hey, uh, Carl, you're, oh, this is, this is live, guys. We got probably, <laughs> we're going to have technical issues all the time. It's going to happen. Um, there we go. I hear you. Okay, cool. Can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead. Okay, cool. For, for a bit, my, uh, my bars weren't showing. Sorry about that. Got some technical issues. Um, 
but yeah, no, it it was a it was not a good game all around. I think there was there was a lot of issues. Um, yeah, it, it's just really frustrating. It was really frustrating, and uh, man, I that's I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of anything else I got to add on here. One more thing I will say too is the uh, the attendance on this. Um, did you, if you saw, if you if, if, did you see the what, I, um, what the announced attendance was for this? Just under ten thousand. I, I mean, people don't want to see this this team lose. Um, they don't. Um, uh, it, it's something that I will say this. Um, uh, I have asthma. It's something that I've struggled with my entire life, um, which has made me very nervous dealing with things that are going on right now with COVID. Um, the Coyotes have not, like, issued any kind of mask mandate. They haven't done anything with vaccination. Um, it makes me nervous to go to games where there's a bunch of people, like, not taking safety precautions for, for this kind of thing. And I think, like, that's just one of the things that, like, I'd like to see the Coyotes do something about that. I think people, like some people, like myself, who have have who have health issues, would like to see the team like actually announce something, which yeah. they didn't. It was, it's frustrating to see, in after over a year of COVID, people walking around not wearing masks, not like having any kind of like vaccination site, not even having like the the safety protocols they had last year in the in games, like. The pods and masks and stuff like that. It was different, yeah. Yeah, I I had to uh, download an app and, like, check in. And they did temperature checks and just, like, any kind of safety thing, which did not happen, like, during preseason. I I will say this. um, You know, to to get into the game, we had, um, you know, for press, for for press, we do have to be vaccinated. We do have to wear masks. um, Yeah. But. That's that's my experience here, being here, um, you know, here in Haley River. You know, as everyone still cleans up, and it's an yeah. inter- it's 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 an interesting experience being at a, being at a uh, at, at a uh, sports arena after hours when things are everything is gone. I, I mean, like I worked in a movie theater once, uh, and I remember working in movie theaters after hours, like when like the. Th- the show is done. It's definitely an interesting experience. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, let's get enough of tonight and let's move on to, um, to Saturday. That's, they got some, they got a little bit of time off. Um, you got some time to reflect. Arizona has got another game coming up, uh, and it's against the, uh, the Islanders. We'll talk about that in just a sec. But first, let's get another word from our sponsors. All right. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use uh, the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, um, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't uh, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so now, Carl, let's take a look at the uh, the, the week ahead for the Arizona Coyotes, um, and uh, they have one more home game of this of this homestand. They be uh, hosting the Islanders, um, which I'm not sure what to make of yet. But then. Uh, they probably have one of the hardest road trips they're ever going to have of, the up- of, of this season. To Flo- uh, Florida, Tampa Bay, D.C., Carolina, and uh, Philadelphia, and then f- cap it off at Anaheim. Um, this is a tough road trip, but let's first let's, let's focus first on the Islanders game um, a little bit first. Uh, what are your, maybe some expected some changes you want to hope to see? before they take their uh, the final game of this homestand against New York? I mean, it's tough because, like, I would just like to see some consistency amongst this team. Like, I don't even know who they're going to put in net for this game. Like, yeah. Like, Vishmoka is probably has performed the best, but that's a, a rough loss. Like, do you want to, like, put him in right away? Um, the team seems to be going back and forth between, like, him and Hutton, like, in in a way to keep both of them fresh. Like, do you put Hutton in? Like, I don't know. Like, neither has really established themselves as a goaltender who can, like, really do anything. And the Islanders, like, that's – it's another tough team to, like, face off against. It is enough another tough team to face off against, but it will also be a um, not a homecoming because it's not in New York, but it is a uh, it's Andrew Ladd going up against his uh, his former team. We'll see yeah. how uh, how he acts there. We'll see how that one goes down. I think it might be interesting. Um, again, I mean, we saw Max Domi like in the first game of the season, like just like play his heart out against the coyotes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if there's anyone in this world who is going to be like giving it, they're all against the Islanders. Uh, it's Andrew Ladd, like probably it's, more so than John Def- Tavares, it, it, especially based off how that trade went down. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they essentially just gave Andrew Ladd away. Yeah. <laughs> they gave him away. Like they completely counted him out and he clearly like, was ready to play like and i'm sure like throughout the season like he was like giving them updates on his rehabilitation he was like hey this is where i'm at now this is where i'm at now uh i think i can go and he like so far has been like okay like i think this is the kind of game where he's just like i have something to prove against these guys because they let me go and i think i should have still been there exactly so i you know i think you know Paying attention to Andrew Ladd for that might be a um, might be a good one to pay attention to because again, like I, I want to see him have a good game for um, for that one. Um, anyone else that you want to pay attention to in the game against uh, New York? Honestly, um, the game against New York, and this is one of those rare situations where I will say, if you are playing badly against New York, that is a problem. Because this needs to be a bounce back game for every single player in the team, like from top to bottom, fourth line to first line, whatever that means for the Coyotes. Like you need to be having the best game of your season uh, this Saturday against the New York Islanders. You have not won. This is the first home stand. Like it's the fifth game of the season. Like everyone needs to be giving it 110. percent 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And try, uh, I tried looking on our friends at betonline.ag. If lines are available yet for tomorrow's game, they are not. Um, so we, um, so I won't, so I won't make my picks until, uh, until they are available. Um, but I will say this, um, because this was a six goal game, which was to set the over under my prediction of going over is technically a push. Um, so I am now two, one and one on my betting picks this season. Um, yeah, uh, I was. Def- uh, what did I think? Uh, four two coyotes. Uh, that turned out to be very very wrong. Uh, I I still do not know how the Oilers were able to just shut down the offense. No, uh, but but that needs to be a thing. Like this is the kind of game. Like there are burn the tape games where you just ignore it. This is not that. This is a rallying cry game. This is a you need to show what kind of player you are, what kind of person you are, what kind of, like, how you're able to rebound. And that is going to be the thing. Uh, I think, like, scouts and GMs and assistant GMs are going to be looking at the Coyotes roster and seeing who responds on Saturday um, to make potential trades because we know Mm -hmm. that this team is selling. We know that they're going to be selling at the deadline. Like these are like players who are auditioning for a spot with a cup contender and cup contenders don't lose games like that and then lose the next game. No, like it just does not happen. Exactly. And let's, 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 let's also, let's also say this too, um, that this, not only is that, that another reason why the next game is important, but again, they got after, after this New York game, that road trip that I mentioned, Florida, yeah. Tampa, DC, uh, Philly, uh, and 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 Anaheim. Obviously, Anaheim is the one where you could probably take a win out of that. But that that road trip, um, and I also joked this around with, with with Craig Morgan. He was he, he was just about you know fifteen feet from me, just right next to, right right over here. Uh, we're, I, I was, he was like, yeah, that's a toss up game. And I'm just like, well, Martin Jones is starting, and that maybe they have a shot. Um, but other than that. Like, let's be real. That is a hard road trip. Yeah. It is not getting any easier at this point. Like, and, like, this was honestly, like, a pretty easy start for the Coyotes. Yeah. Buffalo Uh, Sabres, not a good team. Uh, St. Louis Blues, like, I was talking to my sister before the game. Like, that was a very winnable game, except for that five minutes. Edmonton Oilers should have been the game the Coyotes won, um, and they did not. So they need to start, like, doing something, like, because, like, if they keep losing, they are going to, like, that's going to be, like, a tough hole. Like, this needs to be a team that needs to be motivated. And I am not blaming uh, Bear for this at all, uh, but as the coach, like, for rebuilding team, I would like to see like the front office like do something to motivate this team because they're the ones who are need are going to need to keep like like positive energy. They need to like make sure that this team knows that like, hey, we're doing bad, but we're gonna improve. Like that that is like what a rebuild is about. Like steadily improving and like developing players and like everything. 
Like, we need something. At what point in the season does Bill Armstrong do a team meeting? I honestly, I do not think Armstrong is the one to do a team meeting. I think that this needs to be players only. Player level. It'll be a yeah. players only meeting. Um, yeah. At what point do you see that happening? Uh, honestly, uh, did it happen tonight? Um, There's a chance it could have. <laughs> it, it could have. Um, it sh- it should happen tonight. If it doesn't, it needs to happen mm-hmm. with a loss tomorrow or um, on the Saturday, um, because this is just a incredible poor start for our team, and I do not have. Like over expectations for this team, I have predicted that they're going to finish in the bottom five of the league. But like, I need them to give something a bit more. I need them to be like motivated on some level because sure, a lot of these guys aren't going to be with the team next year. A lot of them aren't going to be with the team two years from now. But there are some that are, and they need to build the right, um, the right atmosphere, the right like culture of this team. It's a rebuild, and rebuilds happen in hockey, and you need to do them the right way. I think I, I think I think back to my mailbag I had back in August when I knew when this when the rebuild was first officially kicking in, and there was and someone asked me, "How do you you know build a winning culture, or um, when you're rebuilding?" And um, to me, I'm like, okay, obviously you can't have a, a quote winning culture, but you still want you know that winning mentality culture, and that is. You know, a team that has fun right now. Now it looks like the case. Yeah. Um. It looks like there's just you know, I I don't know what to call it. Um. And that's 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 the key. You want to be able to have a team that has fun on the ice, um. To you know, build for the future. And right now they're not doing that. Yeah. Their teams like have cultures. They have like atmospheres in the locker room. They need to like have something. Like, because these guys are playing for something. They are all playing for either their contract next year or, if nothing else, to, like, have their careers end on, like, a high point. Do you really want, like, does uh, Jay Beagle or Louis Erickson or anyone want their last season to be – this like a five-one loss to a weak Oilers team that they could have done something against. Like nobody wants that. No, no one indeed wants that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and allow you to make some uh, make your prediction for uh, for Saturday's game. What do you got? This is tough because I do not know too much about the Islanders. Uh, we didn't play them last season. Uh, I, I need to research them more. This needs to be a game where the Coyotes win. Uh, I expect it to also be a much tighter game. Uh, I think they'll be doing some bag skates tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go with a classic hockey score. I'm going 2-1 Coyotes. 2-1 um, Coyotes. That, yeah. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to be a little bit similar to you, but I have a little bit more high scoring than that. I'm going to go... Uh, three to two Coyotes. Um, and uh, and again, this is they, again they and we both think um, that they really need a win. It's going to be really tough 
um, you know, they're to get that mentality. But again, they really need that win. Yeah, it's if nothing else, this is a show me what you are as a player, as a person. Do you shrink from this like horrible situation you're in or do you like stand up and put up a fight? And I think this needs to be the moment where like they stand up and they're going to say, nope, we're done. We've dropped four in a row to start the season. We're bad, but we're not this bad. We're going to finally take control of this thing to the best extent and, and pull out a win because they need it desperately going into a road trip. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, we're running out of time here for this episode of um, Lockdown Coyotes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review, leave a comment, leave a like. We are available everywhere you get your podcast, including YouTube, where we are doing this um, this live stream, this live post-game show. Myself from Gila River Arena. Um, thanks to the Arizona Coyotes for, uh, for hosting me today. It was fantastic being here. Um, and, uh, you know, thanks again, thanks to all you who are, who are, who are out there who are listening to this and, or, and, or watching this. Um, but, uh, again, uh, don't forget to subscribe though. If you have yet to already, uh, interact with us on social media, we are at L O underscore Kites. I'm personally at Robbie on a one Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Um, interact with us, ask us a question. We might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Locked on Kites podcast. But again, that is it for us today um, for this Locked on Kites podcast. And we will be back at the early the beginning of next week because this is the, uh, the end of the week for us. But uh, until then, guys, be sure to stay safe. Be sure to stay healthy. And don't forget to howl on.